everyone, Madeline Dell here, the Chapter Goddess. I am a mom, author, blogger, freelancer, podcaster, producer, and overall creative. With this show, I really want to focus on creatives and bringing their authentic self to life. How are they motivated to pursue their passion? What have been the struggles along the way? Does self-care play an important role in who they are today and how they connect with the creative flow? Bringing one's authentic self to the forefront is important in this world that we live in currently. Sharing your self-care, your tips, and how you stay on track for things without losing it completely is also important. Self-care is not talked about enough, and authenticity and self-care are what I like to highlight with my creatives, as well as getting to know them. So, get ready for a fun and entertaining show. Hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and let's get ready to meet this episode. Yes. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Chapter Goddess Chat. I have another fantastic creative for you guys to meet and check out some of her work and just enjoy the conversation we have. But before I bring her in, don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe if you haven't. I've got episodes dropping weekly and there's always new topics that come up with chatting with all of these creatives. But without further ado, let me bring her in and allow her to introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her work. Hi. Hey. So, <laughs> Ann Charles, it's it's nice to meet everyone. Um, I'm an author. I have five different series that I have ongoing at this time. Uh, they're fiction. I write a blend or a mixed genre, if you will, of mystery with supernatural, um, adventure. Oh, boy, what else? Lots of humor. Humor is really important to me uh, as a storyteller. And there's always a little bit of romance because I always enjoy a little bit of romance with my stories. So uh, you can find me online at my website, www.anncharles.com and see all the different books I have. Currently, uh, over 35 books have been published. So I've been busy for a while, writing, writing, writing. And the longest series that I currently have, the one I'm writing book 13 on, is the Deadwood Mystery series. So I'm working on that right now. And my husband is working on the one we co-author, the Deadwood Undertaker series. And that's book five that he's working on. So that's kind of an intro if you, you know, like a little bit of humor with your supernatural and, and mystery and all that blended together, then I hope you'll give my books a try. Absolutely. Cause that was, that just sounds like the perfect combination for those. Um, I do want to just like dive into, cause you have on the pre-interview questions that the backside of Hades, the Deadwood Undertaker series is going to be the latest book that you've got coming out or is the latest book you've got coming is. out. Yeah. Let's dive into that series and just tell us where the inspiration for it came from. So that's the series that I co-write with my husband, Sam Lucky. And The Backside of Hades uh, was the fifth book. It's now out in audio as well as uh, print and ebook. And 
oh, I can't remember if it was four years ago. My brain's mush. But anyway, we were we were watching some historical documentaries on the old West, uh, mm-hmm. Undertakers, somehow it got to that. And we finished and I looked at him and I said, Have you ever heard of a female undertaker? In all the different things we've watched or seen. And he's like, no, not in the old West, not really. And so we started talking. And so I already had the Deadwood mystery series going. Um, I was writing book nine of that series at the time going haunting. And it just worked really easily to slip in a little thing about a female undertaker in Deadwood back in the 1870s. And, and this, the backside of Hades takes place in the 1870s back yeah. in Deadwood. So they're the same story worlds. It's just yeah. one's more of a prequel, you know, to the contemporary. And so I said, wouldn't it be fun to have this main character that she's an undertaker as well as maybe something supernatural? And he was, he loved the idea. Um, he's been with me, you know, from the start of all these, the books I've written He's always been there doing formatting, doing all kinds of behind the scenes stuff. First draft reader. He's my toughest first draft reader. I love him, but he goes through it first and just says, no, yes, no, you know. So he said, hey, well, I said, you know, I think this would be a lot of fun, but I don't have the time or the, the, you know, bandwidth, if you will, because when you write a historical, you can make it fiction, but you do need your details to be accurate to the time um readers are so smart and if they love that genre you know a historical genre they'll say hey no 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 you can't have that then that wasn't invented or even you know there's many words that weren't back then and there are words that were back then that are not you know we don't use now so you have to really research and put time into it that way and he has always been a researcher and he said i'm i'm game i'm in if you want to do this together And so we decided, okay, let's do this series together using the same story world as my modern day, you know, the contemporary Deadwood Mm -hmm. series. Um, And because there's supernatural characters in both series, we can have some characters, you know, even though the time is such a big time between them, they can be in both books, which makes it a lot of fun for the readers. Love one series and want to know more about, you know, hey, where was this person or this being back then? So it's really fun for readers to go back and forth. That is awesome because it also kind of offers a little bit of backstory on some of those characters that show up in both. Right. Ooh, I like exactly. that. Yeah, it's it's a blast. Um, and it's so much fun. Readers will go, is that so-and-so's great-grandfather? Or, oh, you know, I bet this is this. So it, it makes it more interactive, which I think yeah. is really cool as a series. I didn't even think about that, but that is, that is a really good perk to it. Yes. Cause then you could be like, Oh, here's the descendant of so-and-so and just. Right. Oh. Right. So where did the modern day Deadwood series, where did that inspiration come from? Because I have, they had to have come from different things, right? Right. Well, so I spent a lot of time growing up um, in Deadwood. My, my mom and my stepfather lived there. So I would spend summers and all kinds of time in Deadwood, South Dakota, which is an old West town. Um, historical, you know, official on the, you know, the U.S. historical towns map, if you will, or whatever list. Anyway, 
They have great museums. They have all this stuff from back then. If you want to feel a little bit like you're stepping back in time, it's really cool to visit it. And they also have gambling there now, which makes it fun for the adults, if you like Mm -hmm. that. But anyway, so I grew up there and I spent a lot of time there. Uh, My husband and I had gone to visit my my mom who lives there. And I was pregnant. um, I think it was my second child. So we're, we're driving around and I just had this thought of what would it be like to be, uh, you know, female here with a couple kids. If I had no spouse, you know, trying to make a living in this small town mm-hmm. and the big gold mine in the next town had just recently closed down in, mm-hmm. in real life. So there weren't a lot of jobs and I thought it would be really fun. Cause if you go there, it seems like every other building in town is haunted So I thought it'd be really cool. She's a realtor, but she doesn't really see ghosts or hear them or so, you know, she doesn't have that ability. Um, And so everybody's saying, here's a ghost or, you know, whatever. And she's, she doesn't see it. And we're with her because it's first person. So I just thought it would be a really fun challenge for me as a writer to write that story, only ever being in her point of view and being first person, as well as just explore this whole, Deadwood supernatural mystery humor all that idea so that was back in 2007 I think or around there when I first came up with the idea my husband and I came home we fleshed out several parts of it talking you know on the back porch throwing out ideas and then I just kind of got started writing nearly departed in Deadwood nice so was that kind of like your first official book that starting with that series or had you written? It's, it's the first book of that series, but I had written seven other books before that. Um, I have a Jackrabbit Junction series and that's yeah. that one I'm working. I, I just put out uh, book six last year mm-hmm. and that takes place in southeastern Arizona, out in the boonies. That was actually the first two books of that were written before I even started writing the Deadwood series. But due to, you know, what back then I was shopping with some bigger publishers and different things, mm-hmm. it just didn't work out as well as as this one came out. It won multiple awards before I'd even got, had it published. And so it just started to lead with that one instead. Cool. Nice. I love that's almost kind of like planning success. If you if you think about it, because I mean, you've become very successful since then with that many books out there. It's amazing. Um, and which kind of makes me wonder, what is your personal like view of success? Do you feel like you've hit it? <laughs> Never. In every book, at the start of every book, I feel like I'm such a hack and I can't write. I think I've done. I'll tell my husband. Uh, I think I'm done. I don't think I can write anymore. There's, you know, what I wrote was black and it's not very funny. And then he'll read it and he'll go, it is too. It's good. And I'll just feel like, oh, I just can't do it. So success is always, you know, out there, that carrot dangling way out there for me. Um, But, you know, truly what some of the successes have been uh, that matter the most. It just seems like it's it's the readers that contact me and tell me, hey, I love this book. It's getting me through this horrible situation in my life. Or I'm laughing while dealing with this thing here. Or I come home from a hard day at work um, and I pick up the book just to escape. And it gives me such, you know, happiness. That to me is successful, you know, 
throughout the, it's not an end point of, oh, I'm going to be doing this or making such and such or living in such and such place. It's more continuing to give readers something that makes them smile. And so if every book, if I hear from, and, and I do, I hear from readers tell me how much they laughed and they loved it, or they love this character. Um, please keep writing. That's really success. I agree. Cause it, it does. It makes your whole day better when you have a reader reach out to you with that kind of stuff or like yeah. how you, your stories have inspired them to do something or anything along those lines. I love it. So what is your biggest struggle now? Is it compared to when you started writing the stories? What would you say it is now versus when you started? So when I started, I mean, I, I started before I even had kids. I was learning how to write those first seven books or six. Yeah, about seven of them were pre-kids. Mm -hmm. And then I had babies. Um, and so then I'm trying to write with kids in a full-time job, you know, and that's a struggle, but I, I learned how to stay up till one or two at night writing, um, get a few, get about four to five hours sleep, get up and start all over again. And, and I could do that till about Thursday night. And then I'd really crash early. Uh, um, but then right on the weekend. So that was hard in the beginning, balancing all that, but I was also younger. So I think I could juggle more and stay focused. And I was so hungry to write and just do writing for a living. So I didn't have to go out and leave my family, you know, and leave the kids. Yeah. Um, so I was working really hard toward that. And I did manage to reach that back in 2013, then where I could quit the day job, which was scary. You know, that's a big shift, but we did it and we're still doing it. But now I find that the biggest struggle is so my um, parents are older and they're starting to have a lot more problems. And I guess you don't think about what a foundation they are in your life until the foundation is starting to crack and, you know, things are going wrong in your world because your parents are not doing as well. So I think that um, the stress of that, as well as I've got a 16 year old and an 18 year old right now. And, that's pulling on me too. We've got college, you know, they're wanting yeah. to do, and we're trying to get through high school and all the angst that comes with that. So balancing both ends and still staying sane, you know, <laughs> that's the, that's hard. And still finding some days that humor to put on the page. A lot of days, there's not a lot of humor. It's yeah. it's not all happy times and great, you know, it's like social media a lot of times shows people always having happy times. Well, yes. it's not always like that. So yeah. you have to learn how to still find that flame, that, you know, and, and that motivation to keep going. So I, I would say now that's more of a struggle for me than, you know, it was easier, ironically, with babies. <laughs> I, I can relate to that because my son's a little bit older and we're going and doing stuff now, which if he's right. only five, but like, and there's one of him, <laughs> it's just like the older they get, the more challenging it is to get, like sit down or like take time, not doing something to come and just sit and write. Like, I right. Right. That. And you want to spend time. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, 16 and 18 for me, one's graduating now he's going to stay living here to go, you know, to start into college. So it's not like 
moving across country, but I want to spend time with them and enjoy this time, not be locked up in my office, just writing, writing, writing. So I really have worked um, over the last, I would say six months on giving a lot of time to things in life that are important to me outside of writing. And mm -hmm. now I'm coming back to let's get back to writing some stories and, and try to find a balance right now. Yeah. So it's, it's been a little tough, but I'm, even though I think it's, you know, not the best, I'm still pushing through the pages and writing. Yeah. Have you found something that kind of has helped you find somewhat of a balance in that? Uh, Oddly enough, it's been some other writers I know that are into um, like tarot and some mm -hmm. of that kind of, you know, uh, stuff to help motivate and and kind of offer challenges and excitement. Um, so that has helped me because really trying to focus and do some of the, you know, different meditating things mm -hmm. and just, you know, stepping away and just okay, breathe through it. This is still a problem with, you know, your, your parent and this is not good, but mm -hmm. the cards aren't crashing down right now, you know, on the table. Yeah. It's, it's still okay. So let's keep going. And yeah, really it's, it's been a lot of that, um, talking with my kids openly about, listen, I, I'm not feeling real excited today. I'm really kind of down because this is going on. And they, a lot of times now bring me up you know, and, and cheer me on, keep going, you know, don't, you know, you're doing great. Go out in your office, mom, don't worry about us, you know, and my, and I'm, I'm married. I mean, my husband's there too, but he's a writing too and, and going through it with his parents. So it's like just trying to balance, you know, all yeah. that and we're together, propping each other up and keeping going. That's good. A good solid team of support. I like that. And you've got the family involved and everything and just that's a good, strong foundation for anybody just to keep moving forward. Um, so when, how old were you when you did start writing and knew you wanted to be an author? I wasn't one of those writers that say since the beginning, I've wanted to write stories. I didn't. I always loved to read. Um, mm -hmm. It was one of my favorite things to, you know, I, I once seventh grade English, I was trying to read a book during English class and the teacher called me out on it. What are you reading there? You, you want to read with for all of us, you know? And I was just like, oh, oops. So I went through a ton of different things. Some crazy, um, some somewhat normal. I, you know, archaeology was big. That was always something I was interested in the past, and I loved, you know, the whole mystique of, of past civilizations and learning about them. But then I really looked into it as a high school student and saw how much you have to write if you're an archaeologist and I thought this is way too much writing. I can't do that. So I know, which is funny, <laughs> 35 books later. Um, <laughs> um, and then I went through this crazy stage. I was reading these uh, romance novels that took place in um, like the Sahara. And I thought, Oh, it'd be so romantic to be a camel jockey. Okay. Then I learned about camels and went, what are you thinking? And you're female. There's not really female camel jockeys. So that went out the window. Um, and then it was, oh, I'm going to be a stewardess, uh, you know, a flight attendant. I'm going to fly and travel to all these places. Well, then I took a few flights and realized, oh, I don't know that I want to do that. That's yeah. hard work. And they got to be nice all the time. And I don't know if I can handle that. I mean, they don't are... technically have to be nice. <laughs> I got to have my first experience of seeing somebody kick off 
like somebody we had to pull back in because they kicked somebody off the plane for being rude and saying an impolite name to them. But like right. I, most of the time, they are really nice. They're so. trying to be nice. They're trying yeah. to hold it together. And I just thought, I don't think I have it in me to do that. So how about I'll be a lawyer? And then I started going <laughs> down that path. And it was like, whoa, this is hard. This means I've got to memorize all these things and be on top of it. And you watched you know, shows back then that had lawyers and it seemed really cool. But then when you start digging in, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be a lawyer. So I bounced around and it took me 10 years to finish college, a four-year degree, because I kept changing around and trying this class and trying that. And it was in my mid-20s when I, I was still reading a lot. And I thought, I just don't like the ending to this book. And I didn't like the ending to the last book. And I think I'm going to write a book and write the ending I want to read and, and start with that. And it was a romance and I was horrible at it, but I did write it, you know, and then I cleaned it up enough to try to submit it and I, and I submitted it and the publisher was really cool. And they, they said, you know, not really for us, but you show potential, don't stop writing, keep trying. And they probably said that to everybody, but I took it to heart and I just kept yeah. going. So, you know, that was my mid twenties and I didn't publish and nearly departed and deadwood came out in 2011. So I was, Oh, let's do the math 40 by the time that happened. So 10 years, all my thirties was having kids mm -hmm. holding down a job and trying to write books and get better and better. Cause I wasn't that good. I was, I knew from the start, I had a lot of work to do to improve. And yeah. so I really dug in for about five, six years of learning how to write stories. So, and, and then, yeah, in my late thirties, it was, okay, now I'm going to switch to marketing and learn how to market these stories. Cause I now have several and now I have to understand how to get them out to the world and make this work. Marketing is always like the most challenging thing I have kind of reached that point where like, okay, I have to put more time into learning how to market better myself as of late. But what do you feel has been the most challenging with marketing for you? Well, social media, I, you know, I started back in, what is my account? 2009 with Facebook. And, and before that, I believe was, wasn't it MySpace? Yeah. You know, yeah. there were things I did and I started early and I remember commenting something about a song and somebody came in and said, Oh, please, you're not going to start talking about songs on here on Facebook. Are you? <laughs> I was like, Oh, I'm doing this wrong. And you know, it was really kind of a smackdown. So then just realizing, okay, I write humor. Um, the Deadwood series has a couple of almost 10 year old kids. I have kids. Let's just talk about life. Let's just write about things my kids are saying or doing with me and what I'm trying to do and just go from there. And so then I kind of learned how to be more authentic, you know, um, yeah. and tell even when there were bad days, you know, and um, I tried not to be the kind where it's the perfect life because <laughs> my life yeah. was not, you know, and just kind of reach out and interact with readers. And I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed getting to know them online. And I have the, one of the things I'm good at is if I see your name on the screen and a picture of you, um, that works for my memory retention. So it helps me to remember. And then you'll tell a story about, you know, oh, you know, something with your kids or your parents or 
what you do for a living. And for some reason, I can just remember that combination together. And it really helps me so that everybody becomes a story to me, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I see, you know, when I'm interacting, I may not have talked to a a particular reader for six or seven months, but all of a sudden they write. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, how's this going? Is your mom okay? She was going through chemo last we talked. So it really worked out for me that way with social media, um, being able to talk to people. Plus, I could do it in my pajamas while a kid's eating next to me, right? And I didn't have to worry about um, did I have food on my shirt or face or whatever, or baby puke on my shoulder? I didn't have to worry yes. about that. Yes. Cause we've, we've all got to wear our fair share of <laughs> baby puke and food. Like, yep. Oh, I don't miss that. <laughs> I know. Um, what would you say is your favorite creation thus far? Oh, that's tough. Although I do tell people my favorite creation is my children because that took a lot of work. It does. And it still <laughs> is. People underestimate that. that is- <laughs> <laughs> but on the writing front, uh, it's really hard because I love each series. When I'm writing it, I'm having fun on the page. I'm enjoying the characters. Uh, they come to life. I'm hanging out with them. I'm all sad to come to the end of a book. And I think that's why I write series, because I know we're just going to put you aside for a little while and I'm going to go over here and hang out with these guys. But I'll be back. You know, we'll hang out some more. So it's it's tough because, you know, like I I hadn't written a a Deadwood mystery book. I wrote book 12. It had been over a year when I got ready and started rereading the series and get back into it. And. It was so, and and I had been hanging out with the Morgan sisters down in Arizona in the Jackrabbit series, and I had a blast with them, and I thought, oh, I don't know if I want to go back to Deadwood yet. But once I started, I was like, oh, I'm here. We're back. This is fun. I forgot all the stuff that's going on, you know. So it's really hard to just kind of pick one. Um, And I think that's, you know, why I write five series, because I can't, I can't just have one, you know, set. I have to have multiple friends to hang out with. I like that answer because that's a fun, like my brain works like that too. So I, I love that because it does. And everybody's always like, no, you have to stick with working on one series at a time and don't start anything else till you're done with that series. I'm like, I can't do that. No, I think I'd go crazy. I mean, I love the characters and I am sad at the end to move on, but then it's so exciting and new when you start, you know, the next go back to a different series and Mm -hmm. I would get bored, I think, especially, I mean, in book 13, hats off to people that can do that. But I don't think I could have written these boom, 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 boom. I, I would have just felt like enough, Yeah, you know, that's a enough. A break that. is good to have right. every now and then, especially with all of the different ideas, you know, sometimes you're just like, I need a break from you and just stay in your corner for a little bit. I'm going to go over here and hang out with this group. Exactly. So, which I've kind of been doing with my trilogy that I'm still determined to finish this year but i'm just like i need a break from you guys there's a lot happening with y'all and i'm not ready to deal with it yet so right oh um another fun question which because you mentioned authenticity earlier i like to bring up this one as well as self-care what do you do for self-care to help you stay kind of in the zone with just everything that's going on in life so like i said i do a lot of uh well, I'd like to be doing more where I try to do, 
you know, meditating, but that doesn't mean it's, I'm sitting there going, you know, and owning, it means maybe I'm outside sweeping off the pavement, you know, in front of the kitchen doors and just out there on my own in the sun, kind of listening to music or, or doing my thing. It's just getting a break from everything and just letting your brain kind of have fun and think about whatever you want. Um, there's a lot of mornings we get up early. Uh, my husband is like a, a farmer, born farmer. He gets up at the sunrise, you know, oh, in the, in, in yeah. the summer here in Arizona, that's like four 30. I don't usually, but I do try to get up by five 30 to five 45. Cause our kids go to school a little early here. My son's taking some pre-college classes, so he has to go really early and his sister suffers because she's two years younger, but we're not taking multiple trips into town. So oh. she's got to go in early too. And so she, anyway, I won't go into how cursed <laughs> and been frustrated all year, but anyway, I'll wake up a little earlier, but then I'll lay there in bed for another 10 to 15 minutes, just letting my mind just, and it's not worrying. I, I say, let's just think about this story or let's think about positive things before we get up and head out there. So that's really big for me too. Just trying to, find the, find the light and happy and positive things. I go out to the mailbox. I look for the mounds, you know, the ant hills that they've built up to see if it's rained. And if they've built up, you know, here in Arizona, we like rain. So I'll be like, Oh, look at this. You guys are building up. It must be rain might be coming. I'm so excited. It's, it's silly little things like that, but I have to focus on the little things. I think because there's, too many negative big things that go on in this world um, that are scary or worrisome and just with your family exhausting. So yeah. I, that's, that's the gist of it. Just trying to find those little things and, and holding on to those and enjoying those moments. I like that. It's a very mindful way of like getting yourself into a better spot and like the thought thing that you mentioned for the morning, that's like, it makes me think of like morning affirmations, like your days, right. that if you start with certain things, like I like that because I try to do that myself and yeah. the whole meditation thing, like I, I have to have, even if it's just two minutes of like, okay, right. let me lay flat, close my eyes and breathe and just like, right, right. It makes a huge difference. It does. It does. When you try to just. And you can start small. And if you want to go big and do half an hour, 45 minutes, that's cool too. But sometimes most of us are really limited on time. So you have to take the little bits that you can and just, and, and do whatever, think whatever you or about, whatever makes you happy and just focus yeah. on that. I think. I remind myself, take baby steps. You don't have to rush at all. Don't do it. Just don't just take it and a little bit at a time. Pace right. yourself. And I have a hard time pacing myself when it comes to a lot of different things. Well, you're busy. When I was listening to the intro, I was like, wow, she's so busy. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I was constantly doing stuff. It's crazy. And I'm just, it is what it is. I work from home now. So it's kind of nice. Like you mentioned earlier that leaving the day job thing, I went through that. It really, it is terrifying to stop doing yes. that. I feel like growing up, that's all I was taught to do is you have to go out of the house to work, out of the house to work. But I'm like, but I really want to be working from home so I can be more involved in my child's life. And like, 
Yeah, it's it's tough. And I want to tell you too, I love your cactus back there, Saguaro, and then the oh, cat next to it. Yes. It's like my life. Thank it's you. Oh my gosh. It's actually, so if I can even lean this way, it's a fairy cat. I just got this weird inspiration for it after I did the cactus. And in the middle of it, I can line it up. There's like three yeah. little owls that represent my little family. So oh, neat. Yeah, I, I took my son to a make and take night at one of the local art studios because I was like, we're going to try something fun, get us out there. It's like, oh, yeah. this looks fun. So, and just what I ended up doing. So. I love them. Those are fun. Um, so with the Undertaker series and the Deadwood series, what do you have planned for their future? Ooh, that's tough. Cause I don't want to give anything away. Um, I can say that in the next, the, you know, the first 10 books of the Deadwood series, the contemporary was, I think of it as a giant storyline you know only instead of you're doing chapters to get through the story you're doing books and so I do try to move along and uh, and it seemed like by the end of chat uh book 10 mm -hmm. we had well turned the first turning point heading straight for the midpoint of this whole series plot um so there's a lot of character growth going on right now um mm -hmm. the first 10 books she was the main you know, character Violet Parker, she was in denial quite a bit with what was she was being faced with. She's a mother of two. There's this new supernatural thing she's supposed to be a big part of. She just wanted to be a real estate agent and raise her kids. She didn't want to get into all this other stuff. So she fought it a bit, even though things would happen and she'd deal with them. But I feel like now in this next 10 books, she's accepting what her role is now and moving into the, okay, I'm not denying it. I'm not fighting anymore. I've got to learn. I've got to get better at this. I've got to keep my family safe. Um, but that comes with a lot of struggles and pitfalls as well, because, you know, you don't just walk into something and you're really good at it. So mm. I'm trying to tell without giving away too much about the whole thing, but just saying that now we're more, we're not in denial anymore, but we mm. are in the struggles of improving and getting better and screwing up at the same time so yes. it's a lot of fun there's a lot of humor in in her adventures every book oh that sounds awesome and it's kind of like you're gonna have your trials no matter what in life period right. so that right. I like that you tie that in for her and her family and everything um I lost that train of thought. <laughs> well, it's just, I'll say one more thing while you're trying to remember. It's like what you said, you know, you grew up thinking I have to work. This is what I've been told. Well, then you had children and it's like you did a turning point and suddenly it's like, okay, well, I still need to do some, I, I still need to be active, you know, and, and things doing things mentally as well as potentially making money. Yeah. But I have a whole new you know, now I'm turned this way instead of going this way where I've got to work, work, work and make all this money. Now it's I have to raise my child, um, spend time with them, but yet still grow and not grow, become stagnant and just go crazy at home. You know, so you're you're going along a path, too. And that's really what it's like for um, Violet Parker, you know, and I'll have people that have been reading the series with me for 10 years now. They have to step back and remember, oh, well, it's been 10 years of my life. Violet's only been going, dealing with this for about six months. So mm -hmm. she's really 
you know, a lot has happened to her in six months. So you kind of get to step back and think, how would that be for me if in, you know, within six months, this much major stuff changed and my core belief system, you know, kind of shifted. So um, new, new readers have the benefit of just, you know, binge reading it and yeah. it all happens really quick. But the long timers, you know, have to step back and go, oh, yeah, 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 I forgot. We've been, this is a long series. So, you know, it's kind of fun for both. But they also have kind of got to grow with the series. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. And that is so true. Like, that was, yeah, six months with all that dumped on you. Yeah. My brain would just call quits and be like, yeah, and function. <laughs> she's got, she's got fraternal twins. So it's not like she has just one child. She's, or, you know, there's space to, she's got two of the same age kids and they're somewhat involved. So it's just this whole, and she's been a single parent all her life. So how do I take care of my family? And yet, you know, here's this, there's a romance interest, you know, that plays a part in it too. And then all these new things I'm dealing with. And some of them, it's so crazy sounding. I can't even believe I'm saying this is real, you know? So it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, if you go into reading the books thinking it is supernatural, you know, mm -hmm. and she's struggling, she's trying to deal with what she can, you know, and just kind of go in and, and enjoy the humor, you know, and, and of course not everybody shares my sense of humor. So I'm sure there's, there are readers that go, ah, it's not for me, but if we share a sense of humor somewhat, usually, um, it really is a hit. And what I love about that is then I get to meet you either online or in person. And I find another person that we laugh at the same things. And that's awesome. You know, when you can find people that laugh with you. Yeah. You make that good reader connection and it kind of builds a bond like that. Yeah. Ooh. Do you think you'll ever do like a spinoff that features the twins as a focus? I have um, had a lot of people ask that and I, I don't know. Um, I, there's a lot that I could do with it and I've had a lot of you know, thoughts about it. And I did tell my daughter who shares my imagination many ways and, and loves this. She's read them all. And I said, you know, maybe because she says she's not a writer, but she really does tell a good story. I said, you know, that could be something someday if you want, you could do that. You know, you could have share because it's me, you know, copyright wise, she could be, you know, sharing that with me, that story. Or my son, who he actually has written one book and he's finishing his second, but the, he writes fantasy and steampunk. So he's like, I don't know if I want to write what you write. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, there's there's just opportunities in the future that maybe I will. And maybe I'll write a, a new adult, you know, kind of story for them. But for now, I've got my hands full with, with all these, you know, series and characters. Yeah. So that is awesome that they want to write too. And well, I mean, one of them is writing and the other one's toying with idea. I like that because that, that makes my mom heart happy because yes. anytime a child is like, oh, I'm going to do this and write. And you're like, yes, they're keeping their creativity. I love it. So I know my daughter, like she said, I'm not going to, I'm not a writer. I'm not going to write. And I tell her, you know, when I was your age, I wasn't going to write either. Mm -hmm. This is something that came later. It's not, you know, just because you don't want to do it now doesn't mean you can't do something you think you want to do and then just wow. write on the side because you've got such a fun storytelling brain. So, yeah, we'll see what she what she ends up doing, too, in the future. Yeah. Um, and maybe she won't. But I don't know. I'll believe it when 
she doesn't write. Yeah. And she could tell stories there. through like images or pictures or painting and stuff and or music. Right. So right. Ooh, it's, there's so many creative outlets to tell stories through. It's it's a beautiful creative world out there. You just got to know where to find it. I know. Yeah. Like today she, she'll write me crazy texts. She's supposed to be in school, but she's texting yeah. me and she'll say, what'd she say today? Mom, do you think that it, if something scary was happening, would I fight with you or would I run the other way? And I said, mm -hmm. Well, if it's giant spiders, I expect you to faint and be done. <laughs> <laughs> it's all me. I'm going to have to kill him alone. <laughs> yes. she, she hates spiders. So that made her laugh pretty hard. But yeah, so she's always thinking like that, you know, stuff, things along those lines. That is too cute. I like that idea of fighting spiders. Oh, man. <laughs> um, the final question I have for you today is if you could share a piece of information with somebody who's just published their first book, um, kind of like what to expect in the world of publishing and authors and everything, what kind of advice would you share with them? Well, it's going to be overwhelming because there are so many things out there, so many businesses, so many people trying to get you to especially in the marketing world mm -hmm. here, you know, give me a hundred dollars to do this or spend a hundred dollars here, or you need to be on all these social media platforms. You need to be making, you know, be on two posts a day on TikTok, or you need to be doing this. And it will really overwhelm you because you're also supposed to be writing a story mm -hmm. and continue to make new product for readers. And yet you've got to try to reach readers and it's so hard to reach people. There's so much competition for their time from video games to unbelievable amounts of television they can go find, you know, about anything they want. Um, so first of all, you have to just go into it realizing this isn't a one book. I'm going to be rich. It's all over. I can just go buy a house in the country and look out the window and write books. That's not how this works. When I started out way back in the nineties, they would say, you need three books and then you'll be doing pretty good once you get the three books out. Well, then it became five by 2000. And then now it's like more like 10 to 20 yeah. before you start making enough money to, you know, really do this for a living like I do. Um, but and as important as marketing, you do have to spend a good chunk of market. You need to educate yourself. Do what's comfortable for you. If social media is uncomfortable, look into running ads and just doing it all ads without even interacting with people. Figure out where your comfort zone is and go forth marketing that way. But behind all this stuff I'm saying, as well as continuing to write the best book you can and improve your craft, is perseverance. You just yeah. have to keep going. Um, if this is your passion, then you will, because this is what you want. If you find that it's too exhausting and you really decided, maybe I just wanted to write a book for my family, then that's okay too. But mm -hmm. just, you've got to have a passion um, and you put everything into it and it will eat everything you give it, every ounce of energy and time and want more. There's always more you could be doing. So set your limits know what's going to exhaust you and what's going to just keep you happy and just one step at a time. Nice. That is excellent advice. Well, Anne, thank you so much for being on the show. Go ahead and tell our listeners and viewers again where they can find you and your work. 
So I'm all over social media, um, but it's easiest to just go to my website, which is annecharles.com. And there's no E in Ann, just A-N-N charles.com. And you can see all the different in the, I think it's under contact me or, or, or something. I'll have all the different places on social media I am. Uh, and it also lists the books and you can also go to my blog where I don't blog, but I do post my newsletters in there and all interviews like this one, you can go to 2023 interviews and listen to my voice. If you want, if you're looking for something to put you to sleep at night, no, I'm kidding. Hopefully it's making you laugh. Um, but I'm, that's the best place to start. But I, like I said, if you like audiobooks, I'm, you can find me uh, there on, you know, all over for audiobooks, ebooks, print books. Um, if you go to Deadwood, South Dakota, a lot of retailers carry my books, our books in their stores, which is really cool of them. They're awesome. So um, just look around and you'll find, you know, find me, find the books and learn more. Ooh, that is amazing. All right, guys, thank you for watching. Don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe and check out Anne's work. You can find her website in the description below and leave a comment. Let us know what questions you thought were amazing on the show. Tell us if you've read Anne's books, what your favorite book is. And yeah, leave us some comments. But other than that, guys, have a good one and a fantastic rest of your day. I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe to get future notifications when shows come out. Also, be sure to check out my website. I have a blog featuring this creative with some other fun and interesting questions. You can also subscribe to my newsletter there to stay up to date with all things The Chapter Goddess and Madeline Dale. Once again, thanks for watching and have a great rest of the day.